0: Welcome to The Niche's You. My name is Matt Gottesman, at Matt Gottesman on Instagram, and this is my daily podcast where I create short, quick hitting episodes to help you uncomplicate life, creativity, and the pursuit of your highest self. There's only main character energy here. Now let's get into it. Welcome to episode 195, Sometimes the Most Ordinary Moment creates the most extraordinary outcome. And I was basing this off of a quote I read from yet again, Rick Rubin uh, from the book, The Creative Act, A Way of Being, and from a chapter on spontaneity, special moments. And I was thinking about this quote, which I'll read to you here in a minute. And then I'm going to read this small you know, paragraph, or excuse me, not paragraph, a chapter to you guys. And I want to break it down. Um, Have you ever noticed something that you weren't attached to or uh, you know you didn't really think much of, or you know you went somewhere you're like oh okay you know whatever you know I'll, yeah of course I'll just go to that or oh I'll, I'll you know I'll, I'll help out on that project sure why not and it turns into like maybe the project turns into your life work maybe the event you go to turns into like the biggest opportunity within a professional career or maybe you meet like your your best friend that you've had for many years or it could be like, any number of things right. Small ordinary moments create extraordinary outcomes. They happen. Sometimes they happen that way. Right? And actually I'd like to take that a little bit further and say that I think a lot of times ordinary moments are actually creating the possibility for extraordinary outcomes because there's so many things always being told to us when we get quiet to hear so the quote that Rick Rubin said is sometimes it can be the most ordinary moment that creates an extraordinary piece of art. And that's what we're going to talk about like when it comes to, like your work when you know you had something come through you and I like that he talks about this grace between the planning of building something where you're you really you know you started from scratch, you you really thought through all the details versus when something just comes through you. This actually happens with me often with my writing. A lot Um, there are seasons, there's not seasons. It's always going where I'm always writing. I am always writing. However, because I'm always writing, there's also a lot of moments where out of nowhere doing something completely random and unaffiliated with why I would even be having that creative thing flow through me or prose or whatever, I'll literally, the words will come through. I write them down. And there's even been moments where I've done posts that have gone to millions of views. <laughs> and Like that came out of nowhere. Well, not maybe out of nowhere, probably from God, but like you get the point. It was like, it was, it was an ordinary moment. Uh, I had a post recently. Uh, I was thinking about it. You know, it was like, I got you is a love language. And then I did a series of them online and it's very, very simple. It's very ordinary. Um, But it was, but it means something to all of us to uh, apparently a couple hundred thousand people and about 5 million folks who saw it, Um, you know, and it got shared to even beyond that. And so it was, it was interesting how, because people could relate to the words that I was saying, because we all find um, that applicable in our life in some way when someone says i got you that's a love language or i get you or i hear you or i see you i know you i feel you i understand you like these things mean something to people when people say that to us we appreciate it we can feel that you know so it was ordinary there's anything extraordinary about it but it had an extraordinary outcome it wasn't just to. it wasn't just that um it it reached millions of people it turned into you know other uh you know other opportunities for, you know, invites for different things. Right. So you, you get the idea. Um, now I'm going to read part of this, you know, I'm not part, I'm going to read this chapter to you on spontaneity and why it's important to have it in your life. And I want to break down certain really key elements that he talked about in this chapter. And he says, the song that springs to mind fully formed the impulsive windings of a Jackson Pollock the spontaneous dance move that fills the floor. Artists may prize spontaneous works thinking there is some higher purity or specialness held in works channeled instead of carefully planned. But can you tell the difference between art that sprung to mind and art that was crafted with forethought? And what does this difference matter? Because he's saying that it doesn't. It, It doesn't there. Sometimes it comes through just Channeled automatically, just at random, and sometimes it's it's carefully planned, and we can we appreciate both. And he says, "Art made accidentally has no more or less weight than art created through sweat and struggle." Again, guys, when I say sh- when I say art, the reason why this is applicable is because whatever you do in this world is art. I have to always reiterate that. I don't want you to be like, "Oh, well, I'm an accountant, or I'm a farmer, or I'm, um, you know, uh, a botanist, or whatever." That's art. Doing numbers is art tilling the land is art, right? So keep that in mind. Whatever you, whatever you do as a purpose or a function that's art, I want you to think about it that way. So he says, whether it took months or minutes does not matter. Quality isn't based on the amount of time invested. So long as what emerges is pleasing to us, the work has fulfilled its purpose. I want you guys to take that one in. Quality isn't based on the amount of time invested. So long as what emerges is pleasing to us, the work has fulfilled its purpose. Some things, by the way, will come through fast and out of nowhere, real quickly, and others might have taken years, right? And he said the story of spontaneity can be misleading. We don't see all the practice and preparation that goes into priming an artist for the spontaneous event to come through. Every work contains a lifetime of experience. And he's absolutely right because. Even though I have a lot of spontaneous work that comes through in my writing or in podcasting, outside of this podcast that's approaching 200 episodes, I have a previous podcast that's still up and running that's like 500 or some or so episodes, and then from a writing standpoint, on my previous uh, account before Matt Gossman, I had like a few thousand posts, and I've had a few like hundred blogs, and I've had you know. <laughs> a few, like almost a thousand or half or five or 600 posts on Mac. Like I'm always writing and I've been always writing. And then there's, let's not talk about like the dozens and dozens, and dozens of books, of journals, right? So we are all always doing whatever that is for you. Maybe you've been working on your health for like the last 15, eight, 15, 20 years, the art of that. So then when all of a sudden you realize something about your health that like came through like in an instant, well, you were priming for that instant to happen in a lot of ways, because you've been in the energy of it. He says great artists often labor to make their work appear effortless. Sometimes they might spend years meticulously crafting and refining a composition to appear as if it was made in a day or in a moment. There are others who romanticize planning and preparation to them. A spontaneous work has less validity. It seems more like a product of an artist's good fortune than talent. And I love what he says here, consider neutrality. Just do the work and see what comes before I go on. This is really important. I don't want if it's, if it's one, one of many wishes, but one wish I can have for anybody about thinking about going into something, wanting to do more of something is I constantly just say, just like without sounding like Nike, but like, just do it like step into the work, just do the next step. I find it so therapeutic to go into creativity in some way, whether it's with my home or with my work or, um, you know, with helping, you know, pass clients out, whatever it might be, the most part with the clients, but (laughs) you get the idea though. It's, I like creating, I like creative work and you'll find that when you step into it, that's where flow really starts to take shape versus, you know, maybe planning a little too much. So, he says, if you like a result, accept it graciously, whether it arrives in a sudden flash or after long bouts of difficult, skilled labor. I've had ha- both happen, and I'm sure you have had too. You ever just all of a sudden figure something out that like took seconds, and then you had other things that like projects you're working on for months or even years, and you're like, wow, like, why did that one take years and that one take seconds? It happens. It totally happens. For some artists, the work comes easily. Bob Dylan could write a song in minutes while Leonard Cohen uh, sometimes took years and we may love the songs equally, right? There are some things that I do that, like, especially with writing that happens so quickly and others that take longer. There's no pattern or logic to this enema- enigmatic process. Not all projects are the same. No two people are the same. The project is the guide we follow and each comes with its own conditions and requirements. So now we're looking at whatever comes through us, whatever we create, whatever happens, be... Treat that as its own unique thing. it's it doesn't have to be it can be adjacent or intertwining with all the other things, but can also but but for the most part, treat it as its own thing and let it guide you to the next part of your or your next season, your next project, your next uh, expansion of that thing into another thing, whatever it might be versus allowing yourself maybe to get stuck, right? If you are an artist whose process is intellectually based, it may be of benefit to play with spontaneity as a tool, a window to discovery and an access point to new parts of yourself. I completely agree with him on that. Attachment to any specific creative process can seal the door through which spontaneity enters. Even if for a short time, it may be of benefit to leave this door cracked open. We can make an experiment of surrender to allow the surprise of discovery to come. Always allow. For the things you you know that you might not have thought of in your art or in your work, in your body of work, um, I find that especially in in any kind of process or creative process, because you're always allowing new information in that might make it even better and better and better and expand it more and more and more and bring newer and newer opportunities. If you sit down to write with no preparation or forethought, you might bypass the conscious mind and draw from the unconscious. You may find that what emerges holds a a charge that cannot be duplicated through rational means. This approach is at the heart of some forms of jazz. When musicians are improvising a piece, preconceived ideas of what to play can prevent the performance from taking flight. So again, a lot of times, so in jazz, uh, if any of you guys are you know, familiar, I'm sure some of you are obviously, um, there's a lot of riffing, there's a lot of freestyle happening and they allow the energy of what comes through the freestyle to form and shape into something. How, how amazing is that? And this isn't, you can do this in anything in life. That's what I'm saying. When you step into something creatively, forget knowing exactly what it's going to turn into. You don't know what it's going to turn into. You may have an idea of what it's going to turn into, but allow the opportunity for it to take its own shape, right? And uh, he says, uh, (laughs) it's funny that he says the goal is to be in it and allow the music to essentially play itself, accepting the risks. The performances will be good on a good night and bad on a bad night. And perhaps the best jazz musicians are the ones who have the ability to create special moments on a fairly consistent basis. Even spontaneity gets better with practice. That's true, and that's that's what was a, a defining point about why I wanted to do this podcast episode on that is because when you I've done writing for me is very therapeutic. I've been doing it for about twenty five plus years, publicly for about ten, um, really even more. The next level of what I want to do with it, the last four, and now I'm getting ready for a lot more to come. And because I've been doing it so much and having all kinds of different relationships with that, um, skill with that talent or whatever you want to call it, um, it's, it's a I've been doing, it's like a muscle. It's easy to become consistent and then allow, because I'm always, it's like this, I'm always in the energy. Is there anything, and we've talked about this on other podcasts, ever anything that you wanted and then all of a sudden you saw, you saw it everywhere, right? It's the same thing. That's energy. When you're constantly in the energy of something that you want to bring energy to, more of it will come into your world. So imagine if you're honing your skill at the same time. Well, then yeah, the spontaneous stuff that comes in that's easy can come in more, much more, be easily accepted and turn into an extraordinary outcome right? He says, you may worry that a great idea could get lost or overlooked in the spontaneity of a moment. To guard against that when I'm working with an artist, I make an endless amount of notes. I do the same thing, by the way. I have my no- I have to literally tell people you know, when I'm out when with my phone, like let's say I'm eating or, or we're in a meeting. I actually tell them ahead of time, like, listen, I'm not not listening. I'm inspired by what's probably going on in the conversation, and I have to take notes. So I actually just do that as a courtesy and respect to another person because I do believe in being completely present and not being on your phone. Any of you that do that, please work on that habit. <laughs> Be present with the people you're with. Um, unless, unless it's you're lounging and I totally get it. But anyways, he says, um, uh, when outside observers come into the studio, they often can't believe how clinical the process looks. They imagine a big music party, but we're constantly generating detailed notes on focus points and experiments to test for almost everything that's said someone is writing it down two weeks later, there will come a time when someone will ask a question like, what was that lyric we loved? What was the previous version of that element? Like? Which take was the best for Phil, uh, to, for the fill going into the second chorus? And we go back to the notes. There's a great volume of material constantly being generated. And we're so in the moment that it's impossible to remember everything, even something that happened seconds ago. It's true. It happens to me all the time. And the worst part, too, is sometimes I get these great ideas. If I didn't take the note fast enough and I try to find a tab that's not open yet um, to take the, where I'm going to take the notes and enough time goes by, I forget it and I've learned to be patient enough to know that it'll come back around but it's crazy when that happens um by the time we get to the end of the song I'm, I'm absorbed in listening and those thoughts are gone faith faithful note taking by a connected observer helps prevent special moments from getting lost in the churn of excitement and then he ends with sometimes it can be the most ordinary moments that create an extraordinary piece of art and That's what I wanted to bring to all of you today is allowing this neutrality between the planning of your work and the spontaneity of your work. Be in the neutrality of it. Allow when you're in, here's what I like about the planning. That's very Kobe Bryant mentality of like, let me keep studying the tape. Let me keep studying my body of work that I like. I study all kinds of people and I want to understand what what's their style, unique style, and what's made it, you know, be absorbable or consumable by the masses, you know, but then I, because I'm constantly, uh, constantly reiterating my own style all the time for my own way of doing things. Um, I, it's a muscle, it's consistent. And so even though there's a lot of processes in there, I like the openness to spontaneity for the idea to hit me like, and it does. It hits me. Uh, it's so... I loved... Uh, and sometimes there's some mornings it hits me so fast. I It comes right through me, right out into the post that I do, and then goes right out to all of you. And it's wild to sometimes watch how that one takes flight. It has a whole other energy. And that's probably why people are like, ooh, like this one. They're like, ooh, like really, you know, the timing or ooh, this or ooh, that. Like, how are you in my head? I'm like, it was an energy coming from somewhere through to me. Well, from God, but like through to me and, you know... So allow for that to happen and they definitely do turn into extraordinary outcomes. So don't ever downplay ordinary moments. Don't ever downplay spontaneity. Don't overplay spontaneity. I think you need a little bit of both and that neutrality and, you know, consider that sometimes the most ordinary moment creates the most extraordinary outcomes. I appreciate you guys. So again, um, this is from the creative act, a way of being, Love this book. It's it, There's a lot of great chapters in there, so I, I'll sometimes open them at random and, and discuss them with you guys um, because there's so much applicable uh, wisdom in here. If you are looking for the book, you can look at the show notes of this podcast in the recommended reading list. Uh, also, Clarity Workshop and uh, Write, Design, Build Workshop is in there as well. Please continue to leave five-star written reviews on Apple five-star ratings on Spotify. It helps expand the awareness of the show. I appreciate you guys tuning into every single episode. We are approaching 200 very soon. Next week, we will hit 200. Thank you guys for just being such an amazing, loyal audience that just keeps coming back for more and tell me how you feel. Please continue to do so. It, it definitely it makes me uh, feel even more connected to you guys. I just I truly appreciate it. As always, until next episode, I'm out. All right, that's it. We'll stop there for right now. I hope you found this helpful and applicable in some way. I want you to remember you do not need to fit in and you certainly do not need to fit into some category or title nor be put into some box. The niche is you. It always has been.